Welcome to the Fearless Purpose Podcast. I am your host, Brian Cox, and I'm excited for a wonderful episode today. I have a very, very special guest. Her name is Tiffany Agnew. She founded the Braden Foundation, and she's going to be talking about her journey and how she came to found that after the passing of her son. Uh, it's a very touching, very powerful podcast, and I hope that you take the time to listen, and I also hope that you take the time to support the amazing cause that she has founded. Before we get to our interview, I just wanted to thank all of my listeners for taking the time to be a part of this podcast family and for really helping me grow this. It's been an amazing journey for me over the past few months to be able to not only connect with my audience in a, in a better way, in a new way, it's been exciting for me. It's also led me to do more work in the digital space, which has been wonderful. So if you haven't already, make sure you take the time to join our free Facebook group, Fearless Purpose with Brian Cox. In this group, we are taking time daily and nightly to go in, deliver content, give you the things that hopefully you really need to help propel you to the next level and to help you grow as a, as a person, as a business person, and as just a human being. And so if you haven't already, make sure that you go ahead, go to Facebook, open that up, ask to join, and you can be a part of that group today. Also, if you haven't taken the time to rate this podcast, we would love for you to go ahead and rate it in the platform of your choice because that is a very meaningful thing for us to let us know that we're doing a great job and also to make sure that we continue to deliver the great content that you need. And with that, here's our interview with Tiffany Agnew. Welcome to the show, Tiffany. How are you doing today? I'm, in do I'm doing really well, thank you. Thank you uh, so much for having me on your show. I'm excited to chat with you and connect with your audience. Well, and I'm very happy to have you, and you are the second international guest on my podcast. I'm excited about that. Yay, international guests. <laughs> That's amazing. So, I know. So thank you so much for joining us on this. So, you know, to start off, let's let people know a little bit more about you. Now, you have founded something called the Braden Foundation. Um, could you tell us a little bit more about that and what led you down the path of founding uh, that organization? Absolutely. Um, in 2018, um, I lost my son, Braden. He had only been sick for five months and uh, we lost him after liver transplant surgery. And I really felt immediately like I needed him to be remembered in a really special way. And I needed a way to just continue to be his mom. So just a month after he passed, I started working on the plans for the Braden Foundation. When I first got started, I actually didn't even know what the Braden Foundation would do. I kind of sat down with a friend and we brainstormed some ideas and nothing really felt right. And then she had asked me what would have brought Braden a little bit more happiness in the last months of his life. And it immediately dawned on me that a room makeover or a shopping spree um, would have really lit him up because he was a typical teenager. He loved spending money and uh, everything tech, like most kids his age. He was really into video games and computers. So if someone would have come in and decked out his room with all the coolest stuff or taken him on a shopping spree, um, to purchase all the cool stuff like that would have brought him a lot of happiness So we launched the Braden Foundation in his memory and honor and just five months um, After his passing we had our first board member or we had our first board meeting um, and a 
couple weeks after that, we had our, we did our first applicant just five months after he passed. So that has been my journey with the Braden Foundation. We also expanded um, our services this September and we launched the Braden Foundation support group as well. So that's a free support group in our area for parents that have kids with critical illness. It's the first of its kind. There had been currently no support in, in the area that I'm living in for parents. There's support groups for parents, uh, who have lost children, but not um, any support for the parents who are suddenly thrust into a world where, you know, their child is dealing with a life-threatening illness. And I personally know how scary that can be, how isolating it can be. So we were really pleased to, to add this service in, in uh, September this year. And we look forward to eventually adding in some more services as well, because we just want to provide that support for the people in our area. And we're always looking for ways to, to make Braden proud and to uh, expand his impact on the world. That's absolutely amazing. And I don't think that we've said it to this point, but you are based out of New Brunswick, Canada, correct? Yes, yes, absolutely. So I live in an area just outside St. John, which is called uh, Quispam Sis. Uh, but St. John would be the closest big city. Yeah. And so, you know, right now with the organization, uh, and I've been following your journey online, it's been absolutely amazing to see. I mean, you're touching, you're touching people's lives at a time when they need it so, so much. I mean, I can't even imagine the, the the feeling that these people are going through and you felt it and you've been there and you've turned you know this horrible tragedy into something that is truly helping to change people's lives in the world it's just amazing it really is thank you so much i really appreciate that so the foundation has been uh, around now for about how long um brayden has been like he passed a year and six months ago um, and I started the foundation um, just a month after he passed and then we did our first applicant in September 2018. Wow. So it's been over so since September yeah so some, since September 2018 we've done um, eight applicants our eighth applicant was just this past weekend and we're already scheduled for our ninth applicant for um, a shopping spree in um, the first weekend of December. Wow, that's amazing. So you guys have scaled up really fast. Yes, yeah, the, the support and um, the love poured into the foundation from like our community has really been, um, it's really been a beautiful thing. Like so many people are really inspired by what, by what we're doing. Um, this past weekend, we had a couple of additional companies like come on board to help us out. Mm -hmm. And um, today I actually had another meeting with um, another entrepreneur that's interested in helping. So we continue to, to do our work and inspire and, and bring on more people. So we're hoping that we can grow our impact um, even bigger in the years to come. And one of the things that we didn't really talk about in our pre-call interview was around funding. And so I'm glad that you brought that up, um, that you guys are, you're sourcing from, you know, from donors, from organizations. Um, 
where would people be able to 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 donate if they wanted to help move along and, and to, to support the Braden Foundation? So they can reach out um, to me on our Facebook page, the Braden Foundation. Um, they can send an e-transfer. We're in the process of getting um, our website set up to accept or to accept donations online. But for the time being, they can always send an e-transfer or checks to the Braden Foundation. Excellent. And one of the things I always like to do, because I know I have a lot of you know corporate folks that listen to the podcast, uh, as well as individuals who are always very philanthropic, uh, I urge anyone that's listening to this right now, uh, if you are looking for something to, to donate to, to support uh, that is truly helping people, you can see the actual impact. I encourage you, go online, go to uh, the Brain Foundation Facebook, look at the things that they're doing, uh, go to Tiffany's Facebook, you can see it there as well. Uh, amazing things that are touching people's lives. And you know, for me, someone who loves doing volunteerism, uh, I, I love helping people and everyone knows that. Um, it's imperative that whenever you're doing something that you can really see and feel the impact that you're having and and what you're doing is just so so amazing and i just wanted to say you know i've done work with kabuki syndrome and had you know them on the podcast as well um it's it's amazing when you can touch the life of a child uh and many times it's easy to overlook the parents as well and so what you're doing with the support for them is is just so needed it's so necessary and having myself come from a family where my mother lost a child uh, as a teenager, uh, he was a teenager when he when he passed. Um, I, I know what it's like to see that you know the family needs support and and, and the child going through it needs uh, support. And so this is it's an amazing program. I encourage everyone take a look at it seriously. This is this is the real deal and something that is is absolutely worthy of your time, attention, and and funds to be able to continue uh, to carry on and expand. Thank you so much. So let's move into another topic real quick. So I know that, you know, since you've launched this, you've done additional things. You started to move more into helping other people through doing public speaking, through doing workshops, and I know you're working on some other things. So tell us a bit about the events that you're doing and that you, you want to continue doing in the future. So I am really motivated to inspire other people to be brave with their lives. I think that... <clears throat> waking up to a world every day that my son is no longer a part of, it really reminds me <clears throat> how fragile life can be. And, you know, I see it in my own life and I know I've done it for many years. I've told myself, you know, someday, someday I'll do that. Someday I'll do the work, you know, of my heart. Someday, you know, I'll do all these things that I've always wanted to do, but I seen how quickly you can go from being here to to being gone, right? Braden, uh, he passed just five months after he exhibited his very first symptom of hepatopulmonary syndrome. And the day before he experienced that very first symptom, he worked his part-time job. And the day before that, he actually went to school. So I just want to see more people, you know, wake up, embrace their bravery um, and just live amazing lives and to do all of these things that you know they they've been telling themselves that they'll do someday that's that, that's a big focus i think for you know me as well and i think it's just so important for people to understand uh that time is fleeting 
right? Uh, many of the people listening to the podcast may yes. be familiar with some of the things I've done with time management, both through uh, Unstoppable Influence and a few things you know, with, with that organization as well. Um, and, and it's amazing. We, we never, well, let, me, let me rephrase, we rarely stop to think about the moment because we're so busy with everything else. And, and life happens yeah. in moments, right? And it's about embracing and loving and having joy in that moment. And, and helping people to realize that and find that is a very powerful thing. It's a very important and necessary thing. Absolutely. And so many people are stuck um, into that mindset where they think that they'll just always have more time. They'll always, you know, be granted another day, another year to do all these things that are really important to them, to leave the job that they hate, to, you know, get out of the relationship that they're miserable in, to fulfill their biggest hopes and dreams. They just continuously think that they'll have more time. Hmm. You know, I, I do an exercise and I know that I have an international audience, so you'll have to, to change the numbers a bit uh, for the country that you live in, but here in the United States, the average age of a female is 82 years old and the average age for a male is 76. And so in many of the workshops that I do and anyone listening to this, feel free to steal this, do this yourself with, with your groups. If you want to, I'm more than happy to, to share this with you. It's pretty simple, but I have people take out a calculator and I have them enter in the number that's applicable to them for females, 82 for males, 76. And then I have them subtract their current age. And then I have them multiply that by 365. And the output of that is if you live to be the exact average age of your you know, gender, uh, that's how many days you have left. And whenever people do it, it blows their mind. I mean, I'm in my late 30s. I have about 14,000, a little under, it's actually 13,000 uh, something, uh, but just say 14,000 days left to live. And whenever you put that into you know, context, 14,000 days is not a long time. It doesn't feel like a long time at all. And the reality is we're not guaranteed one. You know, tomorrow, like you said, yeah. I mean, these things happen in a moment, but even if I live to be the average age today would be one fourteen thousandth of the rest of my life. There's not that many of them. That's and so, you know, taking really that. Really a huge reality check. It really is. You know, I did. Oh, that's powerful, Brian. I'm going to use that at my event for sure. Hey, absolutely do it. You know, I've had people in the I room. I love that. That's <laughs> real powerful. And it gets really real whenever you have people who are in their 40s, you know, and me in my 30s, yes, but 40s and 50s and 60s. And, and, you know, many times people don't hit that wall where they feel like they're aging until, you know, they get a little bit older. And then they see that number and they're like, oh my gosh, I have under 10,000 days. Whoa. <laughs> you know, yeah, it, it, it's a real hit in the face. But it's all about saying, you know what? It's not about being afraid for the days you've lost or sad about the days you've lost. Yeah. It's about making the most of the days you have. Absolutely. So, you know, let me, let me ask another question along with this. So you're doing, you know, workshops, you're doing sessions. Um, if someone were to, to bring you in for a workshop, what would be some of the outcomes that they would be able to see from a, a session with you? Um, what I really focus on uh, a few areas is resiliency, mindset, bravery, and radical responsibility. So in resiliency, I really talk about how um, people continuously ask me and they, and they, or they comment on how strong they think I am uh, for doing all of these different things that I'm doing right now through 
the most difficult thing that I've ever faced. And it's, in my belief, one of the most difficult things I think we can face in the world is the loss of a child. Um, so they're, you know, really sometimes even astonished by what I'm doing. But I look at the fact that like I've been studying personal development for over a decade prior to this happening to me. Um, so when I look at resiliency and I talk about it, I think it's really about what we fill our cup with. So when tragedy happens or when, you know, an unknown event happens in our life, what spills out from that event is what you've filled yourself up with. So if you've been taking care of yourself, if you've been learning, um, I find that you can be more resilient when you do face those hardships in life. Um, so I think that teaching people how to be more resilient, and I, I really do believe, I think it's something that you can learn. Um, that's a big one. So uh, people can learn how to be more resilient. I talk about mindset a lot. I truly believe that we are in control of our mindset. And I myself have, you know, used my mindset to do some crazy things. Like I only just recently started speaking this year. Um, and I was previously terrified of public speaking, but I talked myself into loving speaking through nothing but my own mind. I was like, I'm going to love it. I'm going to empower people. I'm going to motivate them. I'm going to, you know, hopefully say something that sticks with them and empowers them to take action in their own lives. I have used mindset um, as part of my 100 Brave Things challenge that I'm doing. Um, I actually repelled off a 13-story building here in our area, off a hotel. I raised uh, money for charity and I repelled off a building. I am absolutely terrified of heights. I have been terrified of heights my entire life. Um, it was very, very scary. But again, I talked myself into it because I felt like for years I'd been talking about wanting to do things and do wild, big things with my life. And I never took that action. So I used my mindset to convince myself that I was going to do that. Um, I talk about bravery because that's a really important thing to me right now is being brave with my life after watching my son. This was actually the second life-threatening illness that he faced in his short 18 years here on earth. So he, you know, he faced it with such incredible bravery, such grace, you know, he was always still smiling. He was never, you know, questioning why me or, or, or throwing a pity party for himself. You know, he was able to look on the bright side. And for him, the bright side of being sick meant that he didn't have to go to school, that he had more time to play video games, and he didn't have to do chores. <laughs> so, you know, he, he was, uh, he was an awesome kid. So I want to help other people be that brave in their lives. And another thing that I talk about and teach about is radical responsibility. And to me, um, that is my belief that um, most things in our life, most things that we face, we have 100% control over. 
um, in how we respond. Like, obviously, I didn't have control over Braden passing or not passing. But I did have control over, you know, how I would honor him, how I would remember him, how I would pick up the pieces of my life and how I would learn from him and how I would continue to share him with the world. And I think that so many people want to blame outside forces for the realities that are going on in their life when I think probably like 99% of the time we can take responsibility and we can choose. And I don't think that everyone is embracing that power that they have. So that's another thing that I teach is how you can embrace that power and take responsibility for your life, for who you are and who you become. Wow, that's powerful. I mean, very, very powerful stuff. It's excellent. Hmm. Wow. So you, you mentioned that you had been doing this for about a year. And I love talking to people growing their speaking business, um, not only because I am also building a speaking business, but because a lot of my listeners are as well. So, you know, give, give us some, some tips, some things that you have learned, even just one big thing you've learned over the last year of growing your business. The number one thing is to be, again, take radical responsibility. So put yourself out there, make the contacts, I recently um, got the Braden Foundation featured on the news, and that was through me discussing with people and telling people that I wanted to get them on the, I wanted to get the foundation on the news. Someone told me um, a lady's name, and they said they think that she does a sort of like positive news stories. Um, so I found her on Facebook. I friend requested her, and I pitched her my idea. Um, same with you and being on your podcast, I came across your group, I joined it, um, I listened to some of your videos and I thought, oh, I really want to connect with him. I think, you know, I could share with his audience. I think that, you know, he would enjoy my story. I think his audience would probably enjoy my story after I got a feel for the kind of work that you do. And I reached out and that's what I do all the time. Um, I'm continuously reaching out to people. Sometimes they don't even write me back and uh, sometimes they do. And then we connect and have a great conversation like the one right now. And I'm so glad that you reached out. I really am. I mean, not only just because it's a pleasure to know you and your story, um, because I think you add a lot of value to the world. And I love connecting with people that add value to the world. Um, you know, I would, I would echo what you're saying very heavily in that, you know, the tenacity to be able to go out and, and ask, actually ask people, talk to people. You know, I know a lot of people yeah. who they, they make a website and they put a video of them speaking on there and they put it out there and, you know, maybe they run an ad or something. Um, but whenever it comes down to it, connecting with people on a real basis um, is one of the most important things you can do. And it's one of the things I teach a lot with social media in general, you know, that first word in the, in the name of it, social it's intended to be social. It's not just intended to be a one-way communication piece. It's a community. And you go on there, you find like-minded people, you find people and you talk to them. Uh, and, and, and really it's in the process. Absolutely. My, my husband, uh, he makes fun of me all the time because I have all these like social media friends. Uh, he's not really in the, in the social media world the same way I am because I, I use social media to grow my business, right? So he just thinks it's a he thinks it's a hoot that I have all these friends that are my social media friends. But you can just 
the world is at your fingertips and you can connect with so many like-minded people like so easily now like like you were mentioning having like an international audience and it's just amazing and you know it's really funny uh, i always like to tell this story about social media and people talking about real connections so my wife whenever she was goodness maybe 15 or 16 years old so we're talking you know back in the back in the well it wasn't that long ago but um you know more of the aol chat rooms and such like that my wife uh is a big fan uh and always has been of zelda fitzgerald so f scott fitzgerald's wife uh who uh wrote and was an artist uh and that's a great story she does um but she was a big fan of her and so she found this you know online room talking about zelda and she made a friend in there her name's angie and my wife and Angie became best friends online. And they talked, and I mean, they talked, if not daily, every couple of days for years. <laughs> uh, I'll, be, I'll be nice with ages, but at least 15 years, right? Uh, the first oh, time amazing. that my wife ever met her in person was at uh, the wedding shower before me and my wife got married. Angie actually came to it and they met the following year, oh. me and my wife went to Angie's wedding. Uh, we traveled over to North Carolina for it. Um, and, and they built this amazing friendship. I mean, even, even to this day, they still talk all the time. Uh, and it's amazing. And it was built for 15 years only online. Never a phone call, never anything. It was just, it was just text. And it, it's probably one of the richest friendships that my wife has. And people can have because yeah, I find when you yeah, when you can connect with these people that share the same passions with you, I find that um, your friendship grows faster. Like it grows in a different way um, when you're really passionate and, and when you really care about some of the same things. So true. So true. And, and you know, I recommend to everyone out there looking to grow your speaking business, you know, take, take this tip and, and use it. Go out, find people, let them know that you're there. People don't know you until they know you. And so you have to let them know who you are, what you're doing, what value you bring. Make sure that you have things like your value proposition there. Make sure you know you, your, your, your target audience, your ideal audience, the outcomes, and be able to relay that to them so they can see why they need to talk to you. Uh, because it is upon you, new speaker and experienced speaker, it's on you to be able to be able to effectively uh, and eloquently describe your value to them and why they need you. And if you can do that, you're going to find success. It's going to take time. You're still going to get no's. You're still going to get people that don't answer you. And you have to just say, okay, oh, well, and next person. <laughs> yes, absolutely. The connections that, you know, are, are part of your path, they'll, they'll happen. And the ones that don't, that's, that's fine, right? Yep. They're, they're not meant to be. <laughs> exactly right. So you mentioned something earlier that I have to call out. This is so important. Uh, you mentioned that you're doing the 100 Brave Things Project. And, and I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about what that is and what are the brave things that you've done and are going to do? So the Brave Things Challenge started um, with, um, I always set a word of the year, like sort of like an intention for the year um, at the new year. So this year, I set my intention, uh, my word of the year as brave. And a little bit of time passed, and I thought, how can I be 
more committed to really trying to be brave this year. And I came up with the idea of the 100 Brave Things Project. So not all of the things are, you know, big and jaw dropping. Some of them are small, some of them are more large. So I thought, you know, I'm going to start doing these things that are brave and I'll document them on my blog and kind of share them and hopefully inspire other people to do brave things as well. So I started speaking, which I told you I was terrified of. Um, that was one of my challenges. I started doing live video on social media because that was something that really intimidated me and I had only started this year. Um, I did the, the rappelling off the Hilton here in St. John. That was part of the project. That was one of the bigger things that I've done um, was repel off that. It was very scary and I'm not gonna lie, when I got up on the top of the roof there, I had really regretted my decision <laughs> to pursue that. But when my feet landed on the ground, I, I felt really happy that I stuck with it. Some of the other things that I've done were, were much smaller. I uh, wrote a blog post that was um, addressed to my father who abandoned me when I was, uh, when I was a child. I, um, on a vacation this year, I held a lizard on my head, which is something I wouldn't normally do, but I was like, I'm gonna do it. So like I said, they're very, they vary. Um, but some of the bigger ones that I'm going to be focusing on in 2019 um, is writing my book. My book is going to be all about the lessons that I learned um, from my son, Brayden, um, not only in, in his life, but also in his passing. So in how other people can apply those lessons to their own lives. And Another um, big brave thing for 2020 is that I'm launching my own speaking event. So that is called um, Embrace Your Brave Live. And I'm really excited about that. It's something that I've wanted to do for a very long time. But, you know, you get those fear, those fears creep in and I've always talked myself out of it. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. And that's going to be happening um, hopefully in April April of 2020. I'm still firming up the date, but hopefully in April. So early in 2020 as well. That's excellent. So everybody get ready early in 2020. Uh, sounds like somewhere around like uh, second quarter Q2, somewhere in there. Uh, get ready for Embrace Your Brave live because it's going to be amazing. Uh, and I believe uh, there's also going to be a book on the way. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So my book um, is actually going to be called um, My Greatest Title. And it's all about the lessons that I learned from Braden in not only his life, but also in his passing. So one of the um, one of the kind of, I guess I would call it I don't know, weird, or I guess it, I call it like woo. So it depends on how much woo you have. But um, Braden had actually had two life-threatening experiences in his life. So <clears throat> his first one was when he was seven. Uh, he got a random blood infection and he, he almost passed. He, ha he had his liver failed and he had a stroke and he was admitted to the hospital in Toronto, Ontario, the the big sick kids hospital there for, for many months. Um, but then he, he ended up getting a miracle and he survived that, 
um, that ordeal. And then it had almost been 11, it was almost 11 years exactly to the day that he passed, um, to the day that we were released from that hospital in Toronto, 11 years prior. And, you know, that got me really thinking about that 11 years, because it just seemed so random to me. And I don't know if you're one to be into numbers and looking up their meaning, but if you look up the number 11, um, it has to do with someone who is here to be, to be a teacher and to um, inspire others and to um, be a messenger of God. And that really resonates with me because, you know, as a parent, we're supposed to teach our kids, but I honestly feel like the lessons that he has taught me in, in both his life and his passing are far greater than anything that that I feel like I've ever taught him. And I feel really truly blessed that that he picked me to be his mom in this lifetime. It's a powerful story. I, I tell you, I'm really excited for that to come out. Uh, I definitely will make sure that we'll be making a post whenever it does come out to make sure everyone knows about it so they can go and get a copy because it's gonna be, I already know just from knowing your story and knowing who you are, uh, it's going to be a powerful book that I think is going to touch a lot of lives. So it's going to be excellent. We're excited for it here <laughs> with our team. We're excited. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, so I want to do this. I have a couple things. Number one, I want to make sure that everyone knows exactly where they can contact you. And then we're going to do our lightning question round after that. Um, so uh, in the show notes, I'll have all the contact information uh, for you. But uh, what is the best way for people to find you? They can find me on Facebook or Instagram at Tiffany Agnew Inspires on both um, TiffanyAgnew.com for my website. And they can always check out the Braden Foundation too, which is just the Braden Foundation on all forms of social media. Excellent. Wonderful. So guys, make sure you check that out. Uh, go find her. Make sure that you are looking at all the great things that she's doing uh, and supporting any way you can because she's doing some great work uh, up there in Canada. And I know it's going to spread uh, across the world. I 100% believe that. So perfect. So we're going to do lightning round questions. You ready for this? Ooh, the questions oh, yes, that you don't get prepped for. Oh yes. And I have, I have some, one very <laughs> special question in here. Cause I, I mean, I know them. I wrote them down. So we'll start easy. Okay. Number one, what's the last book you read? Uh, the last book that I read was, uh, Girl Stop Apologizing. I am slightly obsessed with Rachel Hollis. I have. Slightly upset. I have those books or multiple Rachel Hollis books around my house. So yes, absolutely wonderful and great books. Number two, favorite holiday movie. Ooh, I would probably have to say Elf. Oh, that's a great it's a choice. Classic. Yeah, it's a wonderful one. Good choice. Love yes. that one. Okay. Now here we go. This is one I'm proud of. Something in Canada that you think everyone in the world should have. Ooh. Poutines are pretty good, <laughs> um, but if I'm going to be honest, I think that everyone in the world should get healthcare like we have in Canada because of everything that I've been through. I think that um, if I didn't live in Canada, I would probably be bankrupt. And my son actually might not even have survived his first life-threatening illness, to be honest, because he was in dire need. It was emergency care. Um, you know, he was flown from the hospital here in St. John to a hospital in Halifax, Nova Scotia, and then flown from Halifax, Nova Scotia to Toronto, Ontario. 
Um, he was in the hospital for several months from late January until um, early May. And if I lived in some parts of the world, I imagine that that would have financially broke me or he might not even have survived. So we are really blessed with that health care that we have. Um, the Children's Hospital in Toronto, um, I know back then, I'm not sure if it's where it's ranked now, but it was ranked the third best children's hospital in the entire world. And being there and getting all of the care that he needed, the multiple surgeries, um, it, it cost me no money. That is an absolutely so, amazing, amazing would, benefit. I would want everyone in the world to have that because, you know, if your child is sick or even if you're sick or your wife or your husband or your mother, no one should ever have to, you know, worry about losing their home to, to help a loved one. Absolutely. It's a powerful one right there. On the lighter side, the one that I was going to go with, by the way, uh, was Tim Hortons. I was going with Tim Hortons on that one. <laughs> So everybody needs My to husband would probably say it's important. <laughs> <laughs> and then final lightning round question. Favorite book? My favorite book. Ooh, that's a tough one because I'm kind of a bookaholic. Um, I'm going to right now have to go with Girls, uh, not Girl Stop Apologizing, but Girl Wash Your Face because of my... Um, extreme love for everything Rachel Hollis. <laughs> Completely understandable. I actually just picked up that book the other day. So I'm very familiar with them. It's a great book. Well, I'm hoping um, to make it down to the U.S. at some point to see one of her amazing uh, RISE conferences. Oh yeah, definitely. And I would tell all the guys out there listening, yes, I know that the Rachel Hollis books have girl in the title of them a lot, but you may read them even as a man. You are allowed to. There's some great stuff in there. She has yeah, amazing absolutely. business sense. Absolutely amazing business sense. Great way to motivate She's you. She's an amazing, yeah, amazing businesswoman. And her actual, um, her Rise Business Conference actually recently launched. And I didn't have the pleasure of going to it, but it looked amazing with phenomenal speakers. Yeah, I heard, I heard a few people that went actually. And it was really, really amazing. So really great stuff. Well, excellent. Well, Tiffany, thank you so much for your time here on the Fearless Purpose Podcast. It was an absolute pleasure to have you on here and to share your story and your mission uh, with my audience. And I want to thank you for that. Uh, and again, I would tell everyone, make sure that you connect with Tiffany via her social media, check out what she's doing, uh, follow her journey, because I can tell you this is that what she's done in the last year and a half of her life, uh, has been powerful, but what she's going to do in the next year and a half, next five years, next 10 years is going to blow you away. So make sure that you are on board with that journey. You will not regret being a part of it. So Tiffany, thank you so much uh, for being a part of this. And it was my absolute pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for having me. It was a, it was a pleasure chatting with you. And uh, I thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. Perfect. All right, everybody. Thank you so much and enjoying the podcast. And I will see you guys on the next episode.